0: first Samuel chapter 17. I'll start from verse 4. So, uh-huh. Then Goliath, a Philistine champion from Gath, came out of the Philistine ranks to face the forces of Israel. This is the story of David and Goliath and we all know it very well. He was over nine feet tall. Nine feet is maybe one and a half my height. And um, um, he wore a bronze helmet and his bronze coat of mail weighed 125 pounds. 125 pounds is about 60 kilos. 57 to about 60 kilos. That is the armor. Not himself, but the armor. (laughs) He also wore bronze leg armor. So, um, 60 kilos. More than one bag of cement. I wanted to use a human being, but um, I don't want to create any problem for myself. So, um, let me... um, about, <laughs> uh, I know, I, know. Uh, I can create a problem. So if I say somebody like he also wore bronze leg armor and he carried a bronze javelin on his shoulder. Seven, the shaft of his of his spear was as heavy and thick as a weaver's beam with an iron spearhead that weighed 15 pounds. The spearhead alone weighed 15 pounds. 15 pounds is maybe 5 6 kilos there about. Those of you who eat meat and buy meat, I'm sure you'll know it. His armor bearer walked ahead of him carrying a shield. So this guy alone comes and he looks he's, he's a whole entity that has arrived. You cannot miss him. You cannot ignore him. You cannot not notice him. Once he appears, he is nine feet and people around him are carrying his armor. His sword alone weighs like a baby who has been born or two babies that have been born, the spearhead alone. So you can see how intimidating this person looked. I'm just painting a picture for you to understand where I'm going. Verse 8, please. Goliath stood and shouted a taunt across the Israelites. Why are you all coming out to fight? He called I am the Philistine champion But you are only the servants of Saul So he has placed himself in a position of championship And has placed his people Or the people that were coming to fight him In the position of servanthood So I am a champion You are only servants So this is what happens Before you even tackle life, life has started telling you that I'm a champion and you are a servant. There's not much you can offer to life. There's not much you can do in life. Where life stands and where life operates and the things that happen in life, sometimes when you look at yourself, life actually tells you that you are a servant. You don't belong in this race. You don't belong in this area. You don't belong in this business. You don't belong in this marriage. You don't belong in this zone. You don't qualify to do anything. So Goliath had already started sensitizing these guys. You don't qualify to even walk here. You don't qualify to fight me. You are a servant of Saul. I am a champion. You are a servant. Champions don't fight servants, and servants don't dream of fighting champions. So by the time they woke up and they realized they had already been positioned where they belong or where the enemy wants them to be. And that thing happens to all of us all the time. When you wake up in the morning, life tells you what they want to tell you. The news tells you what it wants to tell you. The people around you will tell you what they want to tell you. The world tells you what they want to tell you. And most of the time, the things that the world will tell you are not things that would help you to build up. It tells you things that will bring you down. And that's what Goliath was doing. Choose one man. That's why I said, give me a man. Choose one man to come down here and fight me. And life is always asking for this. Give me a man who will be able to fight me. Give me a man who will stand. Give me a man who will fight. Give me a man. So he says, give me a man. Send me a man. Give me a conqueror. So life stands there and is saying that, give me a conqueror. Give me an overcomer. Give me a change maker. And every time life is talking to us like that, every time the world is talking to us like that, Give me a life changer. Daring us. Give me a life changer. Give me a change maker. Give me a trailblazer. Give me a standard setter. Give me somebody who will face me. Give me somebody who can stand. Give me somebody who can overcome. Give me somebody who can take charge. Give me somebody who will be in control. And every time, life is challenging us. Life is asking us to respond. Life is telling us what we must not hear. But every time, by the time you wake up, life is speaking. Anytime I wake up, life begins to speak. And everybody who has an ear and who has a heart and who has an eye to see, when you wake up in the morning, life is speaking. You wake up, there's a bill to be paid. It is a message from life. You wake up, there's a weather to face. It's a message from life. You wake up, there's traffic to deal with. It's a message from life. You wake up, there's food to buy. It's a message from life. You wake up hungry on your stomach. There's a message from life. You wake up and you have a headache. It's a message from life. You wake up and there's a school fees to be paid. It's a message from life. You wake up and there's a house to be built. It's a message from life. Life is always on a regular basis, sending us messages and the bottom line is that give me a man send me a man i need a conqueror i need somebody who can come against me the goliath which is life and take charge of me because life is saying that if you are able to overcome me we will serve you but if we overcome you you will serve us The reason why most people are servants and not champions is because they have not found the right response to life. Life will give you the question, but do you have the answer? Anytime life throws a question, you must have an answer for life because life's questions are opportunities. They come like problems. Immediately you are able to answer that question. You have taken over the opportunity and once you take over the opportunity you have the rulership, you have the dominion, you have authority, we have been sent out here to dominate, we have been sent out here to take charge we have been sent out here to rule but we can never rule if we can never answer the reason why you have not been able to rule is because you have never found the answer life is asking I need a conqueror so for 40 days Goliath was just moving up and down give me a man Give me a man. Give me a man. Give me a man. Give me a man. You say you are soldiers, I need a man. You say you are strong, I need a man. You say you are wise, I need a man. You say what? I need Give me a man. Goliath kept walking and soldiers were running. How many times have you been running because you don't have a man? How many times have you been running because you have not manned up? I don't want to step on toes. Goliath stood and shouted a taunt. Across, why are you all coming out to fight? And it is not all the people that must fight in your family, it is not everybody that must fight in the community, it is not everybody that must fight in your house, it is not everybody that must fight in the nation, it is not everybody who can be a president, it is not everybody who can be a minister. There are people that must fight. He says, Why are you all coming out to fight? Some people must fight. Some people must support. We can't all be fighters. But we can't also all be supporters. I am the Philistine champion. So he has accepted that. I am the one who must fight. And the people behind me must support. When will you decide. That I am the one who must fight for the family. When will you make a decision? I'm the one who must stand for the community. When are you going to stand in the place of... We have always made Goliath look like a bad person. Today I want you to see another part of Goliath... And then I'll move into making him bad. But first of all... He at least took the responsibility... That I am the champion of the people... I am going to lead my people... And make sure we defeat you... And when we defeat you... You are going to serve us. When will you rise up... And tell your people... That I am the Goliath of my people... I am the champion of my people... I am the leader of my people... I am the father of my home. I am the man that life is looking for. I am not talking about man as in male. I'm talking about man as in contender. I'm talking about man as in leader. I'm talking about man as in a strong person. I'm talking about man as in somebody who can accomplish something. I'm talking about man as in somebody who can conquer. I am not talking about man as a human male. So there are some women. That can rise up and say that I am the champion. When life is asking for a man, I am the man. When the community is asking for a man, I am the man. There was one woman called Yasantua who was the man. There was John of Arc at a point. She was the man. There can be a man. There was Margaret Thatcher at a point. She was the man at a point. When will you man up? When will you rise up? tell the Goliath and the people around you That I am I am the one I am the one that can handle this I am the one who can take charge I am the one who can be in control I am the Philistine champion But you are only servants Choose one man Move to verse 9 Then it says that if he kills me Then we will be your slaves So the problem Always presents itself With an opportunity Every problem life throws at you looks like a problem see it as an opportunity see it as an opportunity so you will see what happened when David came around David had a different eye he had a different thinking he had a different mind he had a different way of speaking he had a different personality he was the smallest the youngest the last-born but his heart was the biggest his mind was the biggest his attitude was the strongest his conquering spirit was the greatest doesn't matter how small it doesn't matter where you come from it doesn't matter how useless you are it doesn't matter how weak you are it doesn't matter whether you are the last born or the first born it doesn't matter whether you are remembered or forgotten it doesn't matter whether you are taken seriously or not it is how you present yourself that matters because David's father forgot about him his brethren didn't even regard him but he knew what he carried do you know what you carry then he said but if I kill him You'll be our slaves. So as I am coming, I am coming with an opportunity. I am a problem, but I'm carrying opportunity. If only you'll be able to see this opportunity in the problem and you take charge, you'll be great. Are you in the church? Go to verse 10 and then you jump to 24. I defy the armies of Israel today. Send me a man. Send me a man. Every day, life is giving us this nonsense. Every day we are hearing this message. Send me a man. Send me a man. So ask yourself sometimes, am I responding to life's call? Am I responding to life's call? Anytime you go to bed, ask yourself, did I respond to the call today? And what was my response? Did it bring me down or it took me up? Every day you must ask. Because every day, life is calling. Life is calling. Life is challenging us. Life is taunting us. Life is daring us. It's daring us all the time. Give me a man. Give me a man. Show yourself a man. Show yourself a man. Show yourself a man. man. Let's see that if you are a man. Let's see if you are a man. Let's see if there's a man in the family. Let's see if there's a man in the community. Let's see if there's a man in the church. Let's see if there's a man in the business. Let's see if there's a man in this ministry. Let's see if there's a man. Let's see. I defy the armies of Israel and the devil is always, I defy the army of your family. I defy the army of your community. I defy the army of your church. I defy the army of your education. I defy. The devil is always defying our things. Our education is useless. Our business useless. Our ministry useless. That is what the devil is always doing. My question is that how are we responding? How are we responding? Because when we are able to take the bull by the horn and we bring the enemy down, he will serve us. His people will serve us. We will then rule but as long as we are not having answers we shall be called the slaves or the servants of Saul. Jump to verse 24. As soon as the Israel army saw him They began to run away in fright. Israelite army. Not Israelite footballers. Not Israelite children. Not Saul's servants. Israelite army. Saw him. The army. (laughs) The fact that you are called an army. Does not mean that you have what it takes. So forget about the title. Forget about the title. Because David was not given a title. In fact, if we had gone back, you would see that. When he was sent The father said Go and give this portion to your brothers And then give this portion to the captain He himself did not have a title He was going to serve the soldiers and the captain At the time when there was a fight Where was the captain? He had a title but he was running There was an army commander He had a title he was running There was a sergeant major He had a title he was running There was a staff sergeant He had a title he was running There was a David without a title and he was not running. There are times that you must defy the titles. Forget about the titles. Rise up and begin to run towards the fight. And forget about the title. Titles don't make a man. Titles don't make a woman. Titles don't make anybody great. It is what is inside that makes you great. Not the title you carry. Forget the title. We like titles. He is the general vassia. He is the wing commander. He is the this, he is the that. And we carry titles and we are not able to deliver anything. He is the managing director. He is the damaging director. Most managing directors are damaging the ministries and the business. Forget the titles. As soon as the Israelite army saw him, what they saw began to intimidate them. As soon as the army saw him, they began to run away in fright. What they saw. What they saw. Go to verse 25. Let me show you something. Have you seen the giant? The man asked. He comes out each day to defy Israel. They have seen the giant who is defying Israel and is making them afraid. He comes out each day to defy Israel. The king has offered a huge reward to anyone who kills him. So actually the guy is an opportunity. The guy is a blessing in disguise. They take think, think money day inside. If only I can, I can overcome this one, I'll see the money. He will give that man one of his daughters. Oh, woman self, the inside look. Some of the things that are coming against you, if you overcome them, your wife is inside, your husband is inside, your babies are inside, your house is inside, your insurance is inside, your blessing is inside. And the man's entire family will be exempted from paying taxes. Entire family. So I face one and my family is covered. It's a complete package. Give me 26. David asked the soldiers standing by. I want you to go back to verse 22. Let me read from that side. I want to show you something. David left his things with the keeper of supplies and hurried out to the ranks to greet his brothers. 23. As he was talking with them, Goliath, the Philistine champion from Gath, came out from the Philistine ranks then David heard hey David heard David heard him shout his usual shout to the army of Israel David heard the bible never says David saw David heard it is not every time you must want to see sometimes what you see will intimidate you sometimes what you see will put you off sometimes what you see will put fear in your heart Sometimes what you see will make you run away. David heard. But look at verse 24. What happened to the soldiers? The soldiers saw. And they ran. David heard. And he stood. I came to announce to you. That it is not every time you must want to see. Most of the time close your eyes and just use your ears. How do you use your ears? Listen to what the spirit is saying. Listen to the voice of God. You may not see but if only you can hear you would make war. You cannot see all the times but if your ear can be functioned to hear properly you will be able to sense opportunities. Your ear must hear opportunities. Your ear must hear open doors. Your ear must hear blessings. Your ear must hear things that are happening around. Your ear must be sensitive. As soon as there is Al army saw they began to run, but David had and he never ran. David had, he never ran. The army saw and they began to run. Stop seeing too much, stop seeing too much, stop seeing too much. Now we get messages useless messages on WhatsApp with people whose bodies have been scattered. People and you see and it affects you. A few days ago, there was an accident on the Cape Coast Road somewhere. When I heard about it, even though it was painful, I wasn't moved that much till I saw a picture of some of the people and their bodies and I shut down. But when I heard, I was okay. Immediately, I saw the thing that had happened. I became afraid of the road. Fear entered my heart. I said, I cannot travel on this road for some time if this road can do this to human beings I cannot travel on this road but when I heard the story I was about to travel it didn't bother me it didn't do anything to me and when I read this thing I understood what happened when when David heard it wasn't a problem but the soldiers saw they didn't hear, they saw when you hear of the problem don't worry too much because you have not seen when you hear, speak back to the problem Try and avoid seeing as much as possible. Don't see it. The problems will be there, but don't see it. Decide that I am not seeing the problem. Yes, the headache is there. Don't see it. Yes, the poverty is there. Don't see it. Yet the problem is there. Don't see it. Don't see them. Ignore the problem and listen to what God has said about the problem. Listen to what God is saying about the problem. Hey, David saw David had. But he could also hear what God had said before. That yet yeah, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. He remembered he could hear. He could hear. Are you in the church? Am I preaching? Move on verse 25. Let's continue. I'll finish right now. Have you seen this giant? They are asking him if he has seen. The man to he heard. People always want us to see. They always want us to see. They always want us to see our, our problems. Have you seen that girl? <laughs> Have you seen that the way he's going? Have you seen the way he's operating? Have you seen? They always want us to see because they know that if we only hear, it will not be, it will not be enough. It is when we see that we believe. It's when we see that we fear. It's when we see that we get crippled. It's when we see that we get attacked. So try and avoid seeing. Try and avoid seeing. I hear that the best marriages happen between a blind, a blind wife and a deaf husband. The best marriages. Because look, husbands are some way. And the wives must close their eyes to all our nonsense. If you don't see, it, don't worry you. And wives, they know how to talk. Brother, if you don't hear, it won't worry you. Try to close your eyes and try to close your ears sometimes. It's not every time that you man. Everything you are picking. Everything you are picking. The king has offered a huge reward to anyone who kills him. He will give that man one of his daughters for a wife and the man's entire family will be exempted from paying taxes. 26. David asked the soldier standing by. What will a man get for killing? Look, he's not worried about Man is so tall, the armor is so heavy, the spear is so strong. He's not even looking at the man, he's not he's not thinking about all those things. The man he has actually in his mind, I have finished the man already. What is the what is the what what is in it for me? That is how we must be thinking. The problems will be there, but ask yourself the question: when I bring down this problem, what's in it for me? What is in it for me? When I overcome this business, what is in it for me? When I overcome this woman who is tempting me, what is in it for me? If I overcome this man who is being a problem, what is in it for me? If I'm able to break this ground and start saving money, what's in it for me? Some of you, your problem is that you have never been able to save because you eat more than you, you receive. And so for you, that's your goliath. Ask yourself, if I am able to overcome this goliath. what's in it for me? Sometimes there what's in it for you will help you to overcome. The what's in it for you will help you to overcome. And I ask that question a lot. Sometimes I receive a phone call and it's ringing and I ask myself, this call if I don't pick it was in it for me? And if I pick it was in it for me? Some calls you don't have to pick. <laughs> Who is this pagan so the man what will a man get for killing this Philistine and ending his defiance of Israel? He's is not he, look, the guy has now gone out of himself. He's not even thinking about himself. He says that if I kill this man, who is defying Israel it's not me. It's not even his personal battle. It's not his personal battle. The first thing I want you to learn is that sometimes sacrifice your personal mindset. Sacrifice your personality. I'm talking to you about sacrifice. Give me a man. It's all about sacrifice. It's all about sacrifice. Sacrifice your personality. Sacrifice your personality. I'm giving you one of the best secrets that you need to break through in this year. Sacrifice. David first of all sacrificed his personality and what he thinks and what he knows and everything about himself. He said the fight is not my fight. It is a thing that the man is defying Israel. He's, look, sometimes when you when you think about just your stomach, you will not fight. Because your 100 or 200 garnishes that you get, will be okay for your stomach. If God has put you in a place where you can rise up and fight a little and be able to support them, rise up and fight a little more. Stop looking at just your stomach. Your stomach is not big enough to cause you to fight. You need to look at other people. He looked at the whole Israel. He said that this man is defying Israel. He's not defying just me. It is an Israel thing. And I cannot allow him. My community, sometimes you must rise up and say that my community deserves better. My community deserves better. That is why we are fighting the fight we fight here. We believe that this community deserves better. And so as we are training people, as we are preaching to them, all we are saying is that your home deserves better. community deserves better the people in your house deserves better your family members deserves better so don't sit down and think that you have food on your table and it's enough for you A time is going to come if you don't deal with the community the community will rise up and they will deal with the plate on your table and you realize that your plate is not even enough for you may we rise up and answer the question i need a man Give me a man. Can we sacrifice our mind? Can we sacrifice our stomach? Can we sacrifice the little things that we are looking for and go global and touch nations? That defiance. I want. To say, what will a man get for killing this Philistine and ending his defiance of Israel? The guy is defying Israel. He's insulting Israel he's casting insults on Israel he's cursing Israel who is this pagan Philistine anyway that he's allowed to defy the armies I mean sometimes you must rise up in the morning who is this pagan pagan problem what is this demonic problem that I'm facing why why can't i pay my children's school fees why can't i pay some other people's school fees how can people cry upon me and i'm not able to respond how is it that even my own self i can't take care of myself you must rise up and say that i cannot allow and circumcised Philistines and circumcised hunger and circumcised poverty and circumcised backwardness to affect me, to affect my children to affect my family I need a man I need a man I need a man I need a man, need a man. how you react to the challenge determines how it will end so don't always think about yourself Check the bigger picture. Look at verse verse 36. Let me show you verse 36. 26, he looked at the bigger picture. Let me show you 36. 36 as well, he was looking at the bigger picture. I have done this to both lions and bears and I will do it to this pagan Philistine too. For he has defied the armies of the living God. It was not about himself. It was not about himself. It's not like he has defied me so I will deal with him. It's the army of the living God. He has defied the kingdom. He has touched Israel. He has touched my family. I cannot allow him to go scot-free. He cannot. The enemy cannot be playing with my marriage, and I allow him to go scot-free. The enemy cannot be playing with my children, and allow him to go scot-free. The enemy cannot be playing with my business, and allow him to go scot-free. He cannot be playing with the ministry, and we allow him to go scot-free. In your whole house, there's never been a marriage that has lasted for ten years. In your whole family, nobody has been to the university. In your whole family, nobody has sat an exam and passed properly before in your own family nobody has married properly without first giving birth why do you sit down and allow this uncircumcised devil to continue messing up your family it's like oh as for me i've taken care of my house my nuclear family is protected continue continue your nuclear family is protected the other ones that have not been protected they will rise up and eat your nuclear family sacrifice yourself look beyond Go out of this, your small-mindedness and look beyond. Are you in the church? You check verse 45, it's the same thing. He was still talking about the bigger picture. So, number one, overlook your own reputation, overlook your own, you know, and take on a higher responsibility. The secret to being a great man or woman is your ability to sacrifice. It's your ability to sacrifice. Sacrifice your reputation sacrifice your small mindedness sacrifice your smallness and think about the bigger picture than the second one that God told me about that was in verse 40 let me show you verse 40 quickly he picked up five smooth stones from a stream I cannot read the whole chapter when you go home read it God will speak to you he picked up five smooth stones from a stream and put them into his shepherd's bag then, armed only with his shepherd's staff and sling, he started across the valley to fight the Philistine. And I am sure that was when he began to talk about, Yea, though I walked through the valley of the shadow of death, because that valley, I cannot be sure whether I'll come back home. I mean, this man, I, I, look, I am boasting and I'm saying all the things I want to say and I'm shouting and I'm saying that the Lord has done it for me before he will do it again and all of that but there were no guarantees he didn't hear the voice of God that go, I will deliver you he was sacrificing his life number one and number two he was sacrificing his talent he said that all I know how to do is with a sling and a stone that's my talent that is my gift if I can do anything great my talent must be put on the line how many gifts skills and talents have god given you that you have sat on it how many talents haven't you received that you have put inside your handbag you have put inside your pocket and you are walking around broke poor defeated and useless how many gifts how many talents how many skills David only had one skill and his skill was how he would use the sling and all these years is the sling that he has been using. God had given him a skill. It is in swinging his hand like this. God has given you a skill. It's in singing. God has given you a skill. It's in smiling. God has given you a skill. It's in reading. God has given you a skill. It's in preaching. God has given you a skill. It's in doing whatever he has called you to God has given you a skill. There's a talent. There's a gift that you have. There's something. Look, David did not, if he was offered an armor. Most of us are operating in an armor. That's why we are not seeing anything. An armor that somebody gave you. An armor that the person couldn't use. He has given to you. You sit in your room, you look at somebody. Hey, this guy is doing space to space and he's, he's, he's doing well. That's somebody's armor. Me to our wear some. Then you wear it. And then the space, space is not working. The enemy is against you. The enemy is not against you. It's your foolishness that's against you. How do you look at David who has gone to see Saul? Saul was the army commander. He could not fight with the armor. Anytime Goliath speaks, the guy is running. Goliath just has to shout. Then he's running away. Then you come that I can take over this man. I can bring him down. Then he removes his armor. Let me give you this armor. It will help you. Did it help you? If it didn't help you, why do you think it will help me? Sometimes we take advice that is an armor. The person has divorced and he's giving you marital advice. (laughs) I don't even know what to say. I, I think you understand it that person has not been able to build they have seen money they couldn't build one house they have not even built a hand coop and then they are the ones that when you get money you go and see them I I want to know how to build how do you see somebody like this who has not been able to manage money and is your best friend when it comes to money management and you are crying that you can't pay school fees may God forgive you activate or sacrifice your talent your sling and stone which one do you have which one do you have which one do you have david had sling and he carried stones he said that if only i can swing this my stone and this my sling if i can only swing it well and i direct it well god will put some fire behind it i said god will put fire behind the gift the gift that is in your pocket cannot receive fire the gift only receives fire the gift only receives enhancement the gift only receives a push when it has been activated if your gift is in your back pocket and you are sitting on it it will burn your buttocks. it can never be used if it is not activated I pray that from today We would go into our archives. The gifts, the talents, and the skills God has placed in our hearts. We will begin to activate it. For God will bless the work of our hand. That is the gift and the skill that you activate. He will bless. Not the one that is in your pocket. Not the one that you are using. Not the one that you are activating. The one that you activate is the one he will bless. Not the one you are deactivating. What has he given you that you have not activated? and you are crying poverty. You are crying defeat. You are crying backwardness. You will remain where you are until you sacrifice that talent. Accept that wheat falls into the ground and dies, it abides alone. But when it dies, it bringeth forth much fruit. If that gift, that talent, that skill, you don't sacrifice it for others to be affected by it, it remaineth alone. The reason why you are alone is because you have not wanted to die. You have not tried to die. You have not tried to sacrifice the gift. Which skill has God given you that you have not killed? Kill it and see how it will come out. Kill it. You can sing, but you sit in the congregation and when people are singing, mm, Soprano, no. the soprano. Do they, do they even know what they are doing? Since you know what you are doing, why don't you come and do it? You know, when I, when I pitch, when I pitch, eh, they can't even handle it. So why, why are you not pitching? Why are you not pitching? Those of us who cannot pitch, we are poaching. Because we can't preach, we are poaching. So when we stand here, come and see what the Lord has done for me. Eh, you can say that the voice is not nice. The way he's singing the thing, it's your own problem. Oh? It's your own problem. It's your own problem. We are using what we have, the little that we have. Eh, he's not even preaching well. Why are you not preaching? You have been given the gift. You have shut it down in your throat. The only thing you use the gift for is gossip. Why are you not taking the microphone and preaching? By now. Look, when God gave us this gift, he gave us only the gift to be able to preach for 10, 15 minutes. When we started, we were only 16. Out of the 16, about 10 were under 10. Are you understanding me? We we gathered little children and they said we're doing Sunday school. It wasn't a problem. And then we started activating that gift. Of 10 minutes, 15 minutes, 20 minutes, 30 minutes, 40 minutes. Now I've spoken for about 45 minutes. I'm going on 50 minutes. And you are sitting and you are clapping for me. I pray that you also begin to start using your gift. Are you here? Number three, he sacrifices time. This year. You want, it, you want the breakthrough that we are talking about, learn to sacrifice your time to do something great. And the fourth one, because of time. He put his life on the line. He put his life on the line. He put his life on the line. There are certain things that if you want there are certain breakthroughs that if you want to see it, you must be willing to put your life on the line. I' you seen a woman who says that I want to have babies it never crosses her mind that the the labor world is a place that I can go and never return no, nothing comes without death everything that you want to see death will cross the path before any great thing you want to see there are dangers attached to it when David was going, yes he had all the verses he had all the words that he could speak but I am sure when I meet him in heaven, I'll ask him did it cross your mind that you could die I'm sure he'll say that 150 times as I was walking I knew that if this guy threw his sword I'll be gone but I wanted to be the first I still wanted to do it I still wanted to do it, so I was swinging I was swinging and praying in tongues manda yeah! kadadaba release the thing When are you going to release your gift? When are you going to release your gift in spite of the fact that it could cost you your life? What we are doing here, it is life-endangering. It's life-threatening. Standing here to deal with the enemy. You know what my children have gone through because of this ministry. You know what my marriage has faced because of this ministry. We don't say some of these things. So you think that, oh, he enjoys it. Oh, oh, yeah, he comes to stand here and then he's preaching. No, 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 no. There are many times I don't want to do it. There are many times I don't want to do it. There are many times I'll tell somebody preach. There are many times I'll prefer that I sit at the back there. Because the attacks. People want you to... (laughs) You have no idea. You could have had a bad story. But you see... I I I couldn't I couldn't I couldn't allow that attack to stop me from coming because somebody's word is in my mouth. Somebody's word is in my heart. Somebody's deliverance is in my hand. Somebody's message is what I'm carrying. I cannot hold back just because I've been attacked. You can't hold back just because somebody was attacked in your family. You can't hold back just because somebody has been threatened before. There are times that you will see the threat. There are times that you will see the attacks but you must rise up and fight for your family. Be the man that we are expecting. We need a man. Give me a man. Will you be the man for your family? Would you be the man for your community? Would you be the man for the church? Would you be the man that God is looking for? I could have slept this morning in the house. If, 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 if you noticed, I came late for second service. That was it. So you cannot sit down and say that If I try maybe they will kill me so I won't do it if I try to build my family members will kill me if I try to do this maybe I'll die if I try to do this I'll die look we will die anyway Why sit we here until we die? If we go back, we will die. If we go forward, we will die. If we sit here, we will die. I'll prefer to move forward and die going forward than die sitting down or die backsliding. Make a move and die whilst you are growing. Die while you are doing well. Die while you are making progress. If David had died going to attack Goliath, we would still have talked about him because out of all the army, army members, army commanders, and all the army who were running away, he was the one person who said, I will not run. I will face this challenge. When will you stop running and face the challenge? When will you stop running and face the challenge? Give me a man. Give me a man. Me a man. Give me a man. We need men. We need men we need men who stand and fight we need men who defend their community we need men who defend the ministry we need men who defend the churches we need men who defend the Christian religion we need men who defend our family we need men who stand for morality we need men who stand against lesbianism and against homosexuality we need men who stand against drug addiction we need men who stand against a teenage pregnancy we need men who stand against prostitution of our our children we need men when will the men rise up when will the men speak when will the men fight when will the men stand may god raise men may god raise men in our churches may god raise men in our community may god raise men in our area may god raise men in your family begin to pray in the name of jesus mada kaduri basha